Hello, darling. Welcome to The Art of Being. I'm your host, Slade Powell. We're talking about what it means to be a human being and what we're all really doing here on this big ball of dirt. Let's get the conversation going. And welcome to the show. Amber Dolan Bath, how are you today? And welcome to The Art of Being. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. And also, it's weird hearing my name still. So I've been a Dolan Bath for a little over a year. I haven't officially, like, legally changed my last name. It's a whole process, okay? It's a whole process. Um, but it's weird hearing it still. I'm like, yes, yeah, so I've been a Dolan Bath for uh, a year plus, and I still don't know that you're calling me my name. <laughs> Whole, it is a truly a whole process it's not even the legal part that's the problem it's like remembering everything that has your name on it and going to change those things oh my god yes yes so the it's art like, of being getting used to my name yes being a Dolan Beth <laughs> also we mentioned before the call, I need to introduce my cat, Sarah. You'll hear her. That will be all of the thumps that you hear. This will be all of the meows that you hear, all the scratching you hear. Like, that is my cat. <laughs> Welcome, Sarah. <laughs> You're a feature. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, I'm very glad to have both of you on. Um, and Amber, you have been podcasting for a while yourself um and I am very excited and honored to be able to give you the space to be able to be interviewed and thank you (laughs) (laughs) that was a whole thing you're like so why do you want to be on my podcast I was like because I've been interviewing a while and I would really like the roles to be switched (laughs) you're like here we go do it let's talk let's have you be able to talk about being instead of just uh, talking to other people about (laughs) similar topics uh I would love to open with um like what is it that draws you to this area of like just being okay so we're born into this world and we are told from a very young age of how to act and, and and what to say and when to say it and what's the correct way of saying it. And you, you go through years of the who's, the what's, the when's, the where's and learning all of people's different styles of like how they navigate the world. And then you turn 18 and they send you off to college and then you're like, oh, I have to learn a whole new set of people and and their way of being. Mm-hmm. And for me, during this process, I just morphed into like what the other people wanted me to be um, because that was the safe thing to do. And then I found my first podcast ever. And she says, you are enough in the title. And I'm like, you're funny. I have to change for everyone. Like, <laughs> Speaking that can't bullshit. Be true. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And um, but it, it was I was curious enough that my inner voice and both of us have done inner voicing with Jess Lively. Um I didn't have the language for it at the time, but there was a calling of like exploring that phrase, you are enough. And when I started this realm, 
of personal development and spirituality to find the you are enough. I just carried my, my baggage with me into the realm. And by doing so, I just morphed into like, who does Gabby Bernstein want me to be? Uh, who does just lively want me to be? Because that was before she even was talking about inner voice. Um, and so it still is about other people. It wasn't about me. And I didn't know who I was. Like, if I'm changing for everyone, like, what do I like? What don't I like? How am I enough? How am I enough? Because I'm changing for everyone else. How am I enough? And it was, there's been like many renditions and and anyone in this realm knows that you have like many layers to shed. And even if you think you've shed all the layers of one thing, there's probably one that's going to pop up later on. So it's not like there's a destination. And I was really focused on getting to the destination of feeling like I am enough all of the time. And what I'm realizing more is it's not that way. And I am enough in some moments. And I feel that. And when I don't feel like I am enough in other moments, really tending to that. And that's really, for me, the art of being is just that pendulum swing of like, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I don't feel it. What do I do right now? And not looking for that external validation, but turning inwards. And that's hard sometimes. And that's uncomfortable sometimes. But I've always found that when I do it through the discomfort and and through that, that place that I don't necessarily want to be in, I see myself even more clearer. And that's enough for me. So I hope that answers your question. That's amazing. That's an amazing <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel like that's such a relatable journey as well for so many people of like, when we're kids, people just tell you who you are. And mm-hmm. it's usually whoever they want you to be, whether that's actually a who, or if it's just sort of like, they want you to like, go play quietly now because they're busy or yes. whatever. Um, it takes a lot of looking to really discover who it is that we are and even more so what we want to be. Like, I don't know that we, I think we partly discover who we've always been and we partly discover who it is that we like aspirationally have always wanted to be that we actually can bring into reality. Like you can create who you are. Okay. Okay. So this is, I'm going to tell you in my squad call for inner voice facilitator training, this last round of, of my squad call, I was being inner voiced and meaning like someone was facilitating on me and my inner voice, my goal. So my mind's goal was like, all right, here's where I want to be. And here's where I'm at. And like, how the fuck do I get there? And it's very frustrating (laughs) for the minds. By the way, I know I can swear because on your website, it says, I like people who swear a lot. I was like, here we go. <laughs> yeah, they're swearing. <laughs> swearing is real. One of the best words. Exactly. So inner voice, like my mind wants to know how we're going to get there. Like what's going on. And my inner voice says, 
I want you to freeze the minds, like imagine icicles and freeze the minds. And then she showed me this image of her being the sun and melting the ice. And so <laughs> she literally says, um, we're going to freeze the minds so I can melt all the minds bullshit. And, and yes. because I was really living in this realm of like, here's 3D reality and here's 6D reality and I can see the difference. I, I like see the difference of where I want to be and where I'm at. And my mind's like efforting to get there. My this was like, no. <laughs> like we're, so I'm in this phase right now where like, literally I will say freeze and like, let like, emotional beanbag be released through meditation dancing with my kid screaming talking with my husband all of that so it's interesting that you say that because it it was my like literal reality yesterday of of getting this feedback (laughs) oh that was just yesterday this was maybe two days ago but yeah it was very recent nice how has it been going like has freeze been working well, yes and no, because my mind still likes to take over. Um, on lighter issues, yes. But on heavier issues, no. And so like me and my husband have been trying. Th- this is a great, this is a great segment. So wherever the segue is going, but we're going left. Left is a great we, direction. Left is a great direction. <laughs> I'm a lefty. I like going left. Um, <laughs> My, my husband and I, so we had a kid about a year ago now, which will be a year next month. And, but for you guys, this will be retro. So she'll already be a year by the time you guys are listening to this. Um, we were struggling to communicate and we're in a phase now where we're just going to over communicate, but our emotions like to come through a lot, which is fine. It's great. It's part of the icicle melting but there's a healthy way and there's a non-healthy way and so we're in this process right now of like how do we go from this really unhealthy manner of communication to a healthy way and we're both on board for it which is amazing because there's a lot of people that don't have that but as we have transitioned into three people and that's even more relationships and dynamics and we moved in with my parents and they just mm. adopted a kid. Like there's a whole bunch of dynamics in this house. That's a lot of new dynamics. Yes. And so we're navigating like, how do we want to communicate with each other? And that's where the freeze response doesn't always work because my mind wants it to be fixed already. Because mm. it's been it's been months of us trying to like figure this out. Um, but as soon as we actually do freeze and pause, we were able to so I don't know why my mind hasn't gotten on board with the freeze method with this one we had a big blowout and then we did freeze and got back into like group which doesn't always happen so I'm, I'm pretty impressed with the past 48 hours even with the blowout <laughs> I mean then you wouldn't have been able to like see how it resolves like right I want to say first off, like how amazing it is that you guys are in the space of like taking on this open communication and that you're so open talking about it. And the the space that we are as people, it really still does shift even when we know who we are, like with different relationships and with different people in the mix. And it's, you know, we never stop being kind of adaptive humans who learn how to be with 
other humans. <laughs> There's so many humans you could be in communication with at any given moment. And yes. uh, and it's a skill. <laughs> yes, it is a skill. Byron Katie was just talking with Kathy Heller. And I don't know what in what format because I just heard it from Kathy Heller. But Kathy Heller was talking about her like shitty ass parents and she felt neglected and they were alcoholics and they were abusive and and Byron Katie's response was wow your soul is really smart because for Byron Katie she's she's just like so in her soul that she's able to see that that's just a way for us to like for our souls to to grow and to expand and so when I heard that it was right before the icicle image that I had gotten and then Jacob and I's blow up and so after the blow up I was like we're each other's greatest teachers (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's so true though (laughs) yes you have the people in your life that it's very smooth with it's like always smooth sailing and like the and those people are very easy and I mean you need some of those people you you do you do (laughs) (laughs) I need people I can go to lunch with and like and nothing is going to come up (laughs) or almost nothing it's gonna be very manageable sometimes (laughs) I just need to go to lunch with a human being (laughs) and not discover the new face of God (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) and then you have the people (laughs) you're like I am gonna learn so much and I'm gonna be so mad about it while I'm doing it yes 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 um yeah it's really amazing how much we can learn from other being in relationship with other people like not just our like looking like romantic relationships is like the relationship like you're in a relationship with every freaking human like you're in a relationship with your kid you're in a relationship with you know your in-laws and their new kid and like (laughs) it's fun it's fun (laughs) (laughs) Even though with romantic relationships, and Hollywood does a, a beautiful job at painting this happy-go-lucky picture most of the time. Like, that's what we see most of the time. And for me, and I, I'm going to speak of this, I don't think you've seen the show. Have you seen the show Work in Moms? I have not. Okay. Well, you must. But also, anyone who is a parent must watch it. So the creator of this is the main character. And her husband in real life is her husband on the show. So she's Lucille Ball. Basically, basically. (laughs) She created the show because she had postpartum depression when she had her baby boy. And no one was talking about it. So she created a TV show about it. And she got rejected a whole bunch of times. And then finally got accepted. And thank God it did. Because when I was going through my motherhood portal, that everyone is like, oh my God, like, it's the greatest thing. Look at that ball of joy. I, I love my kid. I really, really love my kid, but I was feeling very alone in all of my feelings. And so watching this show was able to help like navigate all the, because I was seeing myself in each one of these characters, but I literally was realizing I was living my dream like 12 year old me's dream was to get married and have a kid and here I was married and had a kid and because Hollywood had painted such a picture of what romance looks like I was like I'm failing on all all categories here 
And then I watch Working Moms, and I'm like, oh, I'm not failing at all. <laughs> all of us got shit. <laughs> what was it that you saw that resonated with you? Like, what were the feelings that were that needed to be processed? Um, there was a feeling of wanting my own autonomy. And I felt like that was wrong because I chose to be a stay-at-home mom. Hmm. And there was also this feeling of so much overwhelm that I couldn't like brushing my teeth did not happen for quite some time. Like that's, that's a, should be people's priority, right? Is this like, take care of yourself. I don't have time to meditate. How in the hell am I going to find time to brush my teeth? I don't get it. And when I did find time, it was to meditate because I had all of these emotions and not brush my teeth. And then also like, I was trying to see myself, like, how do I put this? I would look outside of myself for feeling good. And, and this was before inner voice facilitated training. And although I, I knew about inner voice and had implemented it before it had gone off the rails when I had become a mother, actually it went off the rails when I was pregnant. Um, and, and these women in the show, they were very intelligent. Obviously they, they all worked, but one woman decided to stay home. They were all looking for something outside of themselves and like creating more of a mess but the mess is is reality for a lot of us and and in the show they didn't always come back into like there's this one woman jenny we're on season five like she's losing her shit like season five losing her shit and i can look at the show and say she has postpartum depression with a two-year-old and a lot of people don't realize that until later on. In fact, in my own life, like reality, one of my friends from a mastermind didn't realize she had postpartum depression until a year and a half mm. of her kid being alive. So it's, it's seeing how their postpartum depression and anxiety played out and, and how it affected their relationships. Like there was divorces, there were new marriages, like all of it just played out. And just watching it, I was like, I'm not crazy for feeling distant from my husband. I'm not crazy for, for feeling like I'm a failure. All of that is crazy. Yes. But I'm not crazy <laughs> for feeling this way. Mm-hmm. I really get that on a, on a particular level. It's like, I was pregnant 12 years ago, actually he's 12. Uh, time flew. <laughs> time flew. So amazing. I also like, my pregnancy journey was like super emotional. I gave my kid up for adoption and I knew I was doing that uh, like the whole time. And it was a lot of emotions. It was like so many emotions and they, and you don't know how to process them until you do. And it may not be a while. I think it's amazing that you are here, like being able to process them in within the first year. Like mm-hmm. it took me a very long time to be able to come to terms with a lot of the emotions that I was having at the time, which like, there's so many, it's just so many that you have about this person that you're like popping out of your body. Yes. <laughs> a lot. Yes. It's a lot. And it's also a lot to be projected on. And so mm-hmm. you giving your child up for adoption, 
you have your own feelings about that, right? Like mm-hmm. hands down, you have your own feelings, you have your own experiences, but then you get projected on. And mm-hmm. and that's even more bullshit. And especially if it, it's a trigger, right? It, it's one thing if they project on and you're like, I don't care. Like you don't have an emotional beanbag or whatever, blocking, mm-hmm. whatever. But but then if it, it triggers you, like your whole day can be blown. Your whole week can be blown until it's been mm-hmm. released. And and you don't always have the time to process the everything that's happening. Yeah. I think especially when it's something that that feels like a big life event and you mm-hmm. do have a lot of emotions about, like they can just stack. Like all these emotions that need to be felt can just stack, which is, you know, all that a beanbag is. Um, to use just lively as term beanbag. Like what do you call it? They need to be felt. I call it emotional release. Okay. That's what I resonate with, but I'm always like, does that make sense? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just emotions that need to be felt. And yeah. that's there's so many ways you can you can call that. But yeah, it feels to me like you're being fast forwarded through that process. Yes, I feel like I'm in a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. and 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 I actually was on a call with someone who wants to be on my podcast it was this she was like I feel like I'm in a pressure cooker with with what I'm releasing I was like I get it because in real time just feeling all of my feelings and navigating parenthood while other parents exist in the house and navigating my relationship and knowing that Yes, I could be ignorant to it all, but with the awareness that I have, I can't be. And so I, I, yes, I'm in a pressure cooker, but I also like, I can't get out of it because if I get out of it, what's going to happen? And I don't, I don't care to find out. My soul doesn't even care to find out. She's like, you're going to be fine. So I'm not getting out of the pressure cooker anytime soon. Awesome. Look, I'm excited for you, and they may sound like a weird thing to be. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it. I actually emotions processing through, but like, it's cool to be like when when you know you're on that fast track, and you know that it's getting worked through, and you know that it might be a lot now, but it's not always going to be. That is a cool feeling. Yeah, and it's like it's that thing that's like it's a lot now, but it won't always be. And on the other side, it's going to be something wholly new that you have no idea what it is. And that's real neat. It, it requires a lot of faith and trust. Fuck yeah. And if I didn't have that, in fact, I'm working with a coach now, Zoe um, Grauman, and she has, <laughs> I hired her back in February. So my daughter was two months and I knew, like my soul knew I was going to go through this. And all of her stuff is about self-trust. And in fact, your website says self-trust like multiple times. It, it, it requires a lot, of, a lot of trust and willingness to trust because there's a lot of moments that, again, I want to get out of the pressure cooker, like let me out. Like I didn't want the argument that I had last night with my husband. I don't want to, I didn't want to, I don't want to be where I'm at with him right now, but I have to be because we're our greatest teachers and we, and we will get through it. And there will be something better on the other end. I think the willingness is such a huge deal. 
like even when you have the moments when you're like I don't know where the trust is supposed to come from right now like that seems like a magical thing I don't I can't pull the trigger on but like the willingness to just like be willing to find it and willing to see it makes such a difference yes. you're like look I don't know where how it's supposed to like happen right now but like I'm willing to see how it's supposed to happen right now like it just opens you up that little bit to everything that like that you can trust and then that lets you open up further it's just so amazing yes thank you for that because there are also people in my realm that like I'm going through what I'm going through and if they don't have the backgrounds that you have Slade like they're looking at me and they're giving me the weird looks and they're like but and I'm like but no like I don't want to explain myself to you and here you are being like yeah you go and I'm like thank you (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be great on the other side you can do this oh it's kind of bullshit but it's good (laughs) (laughs) yes yes Oh, and the other part of this image is like the icicles melting, right? And it's it's to bring something anew because when it turns into water on this earth, like something else will sprout. Oh, right, right. That's Thank you, inner voice. Oh, <laughs> and with the sunlight, like the sunlight is what's melting the icicles, and then the sunlight yes. helps things grow, like. Okay, and also my friend Mark Elena, she created Soulful Movements, which I've been a part of for a couple of months now. And Soulful Movements is S-O-L with you in parentheses because sunflowers is like her thing. And so when I was picturing the sun, I just was reminded of soul with the you in parentheses being like, my soul's the sun. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> That's so good. Oh my God. You're right. But we also actually did legit name our son, the soul. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> what else did you want to come on and tell the world about? Like, when you were like, I wanted to be interviewed, what else do you want to tell the world? Okay. So, <laughs> Slade. The reason why podcast. So I have a podcast and called the Amber Dolan Bath Show. And I had been featuring a lot of people on it. Yay. Love it. Loved getting to know mm-hmm. everyone. Except for the fact that within this inner voice facilitator training, my purpose has become very clear of, of helping people who are wanting to become parents, who are becoming parents and who already are parents, but of young children navigate this with this conversation that we're having today and mm. when I first was talking to you there was an audiobook series that I was thinking about doing which is now already in the works I have a kickstarter campaign that will be out by the time this comes out so if anyone wants to have more of these conversations go to the kickstarter campaign so so I can fund it um, but my friend Mark Elena is my interviewer on it and She's asked me, she knows my, my story so intimately that she was like the perfect choice. And I want to pay her a fair wage for everything that she's bringing to life with me. So a portion of it's going to her other portion is because I'm going to be doing in-person podcasting 
with other parents and, and online, but I really, I've been missing in person. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. really been missing in person. So I want to do a lot of in-person podcasting within this realm of, of parents to be in, in, in parenting. And what got me into it was my inner voice had been telling me, telling me, Mark Elena has said something to me. I was like, I got it. I got it. But like, I'm not an expert yet. Okay. My kid's not seven. I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. Like me and my husband, we still got our issues. Like I'm not an expert. And this one of Jacob's friends reached out to me and was like, Hey, I'm pregnant and I'm feeling really disconnected from my body and I'm into soul just like you are. I need help. I was Mm. like, okay, universe. I got the message message received. Got it. So I started creating this audiobook series. So the the introduction is free of cost and for anyone just like wanting to listen to my story and feel like it's being reflected. And again, I'm doing interviews with other people. And that's the other part of the fund is so I can have these in-person interviews with a different, different, different setups. So we can be the six foot different or <laughs> distancing that COVID-19 <laughs> needs us to be. Um, but I... I, so anyways, the, the podcast changed from interviewing just anyone to like, I'm having one interview a month and the rest is either my story by myself, my story with Mark Elena, or my story literally with me and my husband on the mic. So people can hear what I just spoke about firsthand of like, what's going on with me and Jacob and, and how does, how do people navigate partnership within this? because it needs to be spoken about like I people need to have the language and to not feel alone and when we feel alone and we don't have the language that's when we get ourselves into trouble because we don't feel like we can speak up and and we we go into depression or we or we just feel sad and angry and frustrated and everything that needs to eventually come out will come out in an unhealthy way so my the reason why I asked to be on this show was at the time unclear to me and then again from this pressure cooker experience um my podcast has shifted I had this audiobook series and I'm opening up one-on-one coaching with with people in this realm and actually me and my friend Mark Elena are doing the one-on-one coaching together because soulful movements got me back into my body. I mean, we touch our body. Like how often do you touch your body? I had to look at myself in the mirror for like 20 minutes with her. Do you know how often I've looked at my face for 20 minutes and like looking at it? So, so she, I, I asked her, she was like, I love what I'm doing with you. And I was like, you need to be a part of this one-on-one coaching experience because people need to, to, especially if the person is going through pregnancy and birth, like there's a disconnect from body, but also mm-hmm. someone who's decided to adopt or foster a child, like you're probably not sleeping. You probably got worries up the wazoo. There's a lot of changes happening that your body needs to like figure out. And so like, again, the touch, the movement, looking at yourself in the mirror is very beneficial. And then my piece of it would, is the inner voicing. And the only time that I have felt like 
<laughs> I've taken a vacation is when I've gotten into my inner voice and I've released a lot of emotions and that needs to be seen, heard, acknowledged and, and given a big hug for. Like I, I literally am very proud of myself for, for what I'm doing in my own personal life to then bring it to another human being. And people, they just need to feel less alone in this, in this journey. Fuck yeah. That's all anybody needs is to feel less alone in their journey. And this is yes. one that you do so often feel so alone in. So you're the only one having this weird experience in your body. Yes. Like, Yes. The number of times that I had personally somebody be like, oh my God, it's such a beautiful miracle. And I'm like, I feel yeah. so bloated and also so weird. And also like this body doesn't belong to me anymore. And also I have so many emotions <laughs> about yes. this situation. Um, I think it's funny you, when you said uh, that this is how we get into trouble is like, when we're having these kind of experiences and like not processing them well. And like, we end up having like all of this going on. Like, it's funny because I was literally thinking the word trouble at the same time, um, which is also like, ironically, uh, as an I've been reading a series of historical novels and historically, like, especially in the 20th century, like most of the 20th century, uh, saying so that uh, she's in trouble is like just code for like she's knocked up oh uh, yeah like a woman like a woman like the normal trouble that a woman gets into is yep. like marrying some guy that she doesn't is not good for her and then and or getting knocked up <laughs> that's and, like, very interesting yeah we have so much culturally that's also huge cultural baggage around this area like it doesn't look like Hollywood most of the time and possibly all of the time. I've never seen Hollywood yet, but like we as people, as a society have so much that we bring to this as well, which I think is also what we're talking about. When we're saying like when people are projecting on you and like, like all this, like we have narratives that like, I don't know, is it the greatest miracle of life? Maybe, but it can also be a fucking mess. Yes. So. Yes. Also, I I wanna I wanna pull apart a story for you about your and uh, you know she's in trouble. So I got engaged back in 2019. I don't like the wedding is 2021. So I'm engaged, right? And and this is like September of 2019. This might even be 20. I don't even know. No, 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 no. It was 2018. So I'm engaged 2018. My wedding's in 2020. Hmm. I'm already engaged. I get pregnant in April of 2020. Uh-huh. People will still say to me, oh, you had a shotgun wedding. I said, the only thing shotgun about it is fucking COVID-19. Like, why do we associate that first off pregnancy needs to come before marriage and then again like that's totally like last century it needs to end now and also you don't know my story so do not project your stories and my dad will always say and he loves lily i mean like he loves lily but he's like 
it's better to be knocked out than knocked up. What's what is coming out of your mouth? <laughs> People can't see me, but I'm my mind is blowing. <laughs> She's in trouble has been going on forever, and it still occurs even if it's n- like not quite that reality of 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 flavor. <sighs> End of rant. <laughs> When I when I got uh, pregnant, I that's when I discovered all the stories in my family about other people in my family who've been knocked up that I didn't even know about. Like it's the kind of thing that like like it really sticks around generally generationally, and it's the stories we tell. Like we create our reality the way that we talk about reality, and the ways that we talk about reality are kind of crazy, and yes. we mostly didn't make them up ourselves. No, and the one word is mistake. So mm. Lily was by accident and people use the word mistake. And as someone who was an accident, right? I I my my parents accident right here and people said mistake to me all the time. What programming because literal mm. children look at things black and white. So one of the reasons why I do what I do is 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 two reasons. Yes, I want I want parents to feel less alone. Mm-hmm. and the thing that makes me so like that's the thing that lights me up right like fires me like you literally see my mind being blown right now and like hearing my story like there's energy behind it so that's like energetic fuel right there the thing that makes me so devastated about this world is how we treat children and if we can provide the tools for parents to be and parents to to talk about emotions, to talk about their inner voice, to talk about their experiences. So they, 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 you know, can actually process what's happening with them. They're not going to project it onto their kid because I don't like people don't need another me. Like Lily doesn't get to, to be another me where she thinks she's a mistake for 20 years of her life and have to unpack it while inner voicing several sessions. So like, yeah like my kid does not need to continue with this this narrative of she's a mistake she's a goddamn blessing damn straight and i am too actually that's another thing i'm a goddamn blessing and she's a goddamn blessing and like thank you anyone else to tell me otherwise can go ask themselves yes in the nicest way possible (laughs) in the nicest way possible of course (laughs) But that's also true of all of us. Like every single person born into this world is a fucking goddamn blessing. Every single person is like all of the unique gifts that they have, every experience that they have. And it's all like nobody else gets to live the life that you get to live. Right. And the I'm with you on like any any time that we make children believe that they don't belong and they don't have the right to be here. I would like to go take those adults and in the nicest way possible. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the time, I mean, there. I mean, my my parents adopted a child. Like her, her, she has a bio story that that does make her feel less than. 
she's she's 10 she's been in the foster care system a very long time like I have immense amount of compassion that their story carried with her as long as it did and and now she gets to find something new however most of the time we're not talking about foster care system we're talking about bio or even like like in the family like from day one or age five, like whatever that, that range is of our programming's really being made in that time frame, it's just their, their shit just getting put onto other people without knowing like they're one of my favorite phrases is they just didn't know better. And that's a double-edged sword for me because you should have known better. And also they didn't know better. I can't fix that. And so as much as I say, like they can go F themselves, I also know that they don't know better, but I wish people knew better. It can be such a pain in the ass having compassion for the people <laughs> that drive us fucking crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't want to be compassionate right now. Actually, my squad leader um, in our call was like, I don't want to be compassionate with my mother-in-law. Like, I just want to tell her I hate her. <laughs> I was like, thank you for your honesty. <laughs> Seriously, like, we are all unique, beautiful human beings and snowflakes and bullshit. But like, also some people I want to run over with a bus in the nicest way possible. <laughs> <laughs> the title of the show, in the nicest way possible. <laughs> We're going to run a new special. It's called in the nicest way possible. It's just a list of people I want to hit with a bus. <laughs> <laughs> I like this segment. <laughs> or maybe not their name but why because i think why might have a bigger impact <laughs> bringing it back to <laughs> off of buses. uh the public transit system is a beautiful thing <laughs> not just, not it could be a personal bus <laughs> buy a bus and just drive it around town hitting the people that need it. <laughs> 10 points, 5 points, 1 point. Jacob hates when I do that. He's like, Amber. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They're walking they're in a people. diagonal. I need them to walk straight. <laughs> <laughs> you would hate me as a pedestrian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the person that's like running across the street. So like, I'm not in anyone's way. I'm learning to just walk because that's another part of my story is like taking up space like I just need to walk I saunter, I saunter. <laughs> you're the person I'm saying five points <laughs> I'm at least five points <laughs> thank you for being honest <laughs> I've made my peace with this <laughs> I've also made my peace with that when I'm driving I hate that kind of pedestrian a lot I can't be mad at them. It is me. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so bring oh. it back from buses. What were you going to say? <laughs> I love one. I just want to acknowledge like how amazing this shift in your podcast is to really being able to serve the people that you want to serve and be able to like bring this narrative 
more into the light, into where you can shine your experience on it and bring other people's experiences to it and just really like break down the Hollywood narrative of what your relationship is supposed to look like, what your family is supposed to look like, you know, what your pregnancy experience is supposed to look like, you know, like it doesn't end with a kiss and it doesn't end with like exchanging rings and it doesn't even end with like, Oh my God, we're pregnant. Like, or, Oh my God, it's a beautiful baby. Like it doesn't end until you're dead. And like, there's so much more depth to it and so much more life to it. And I mean, we've been talking a lot about like the heavy emotions and like how much it can feel like total bullshit, but there's just so much like experience there that we get to have as humans. And I really acknowledge you for bringing this, like taking this on and bringing this out in your podcast and being able to use the platform that you've created to be able to shine other people forward to. That is amazing. Thank and you. I love that this is your journey. Thank you. I look forward to seeing where it brings me because my mind always has a plan and it always gets derailed by soul. So. (laughs) (laughs) And that's plans. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But thank you. I appreciate that. And also, yes, there's glorious parts to, to parenting and, and, and pregnancy but the reason why I don't speak about them is because we speak about them so much that it becomes just the story mm. and and even the glorious parts of it don't always look like what we've seen sometimes it's actually having the ability to cry <laughs> mm. is 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 that moment of glory of being like because you've released something and I I appreciate your reflection Yay. Where can people find you in your podcast and be able to work with you? Oh, so you can find me at amberdolanbath.com and I recommend everyone going there because you can find my podcast. You can find my Instagram. You can find, like, get on my mailing list so you can find the new thing that's coming or the old thing that's been there that you just need to know about. And also, if you do just want to, to find me on Instagram, it's at I am Amber Dolanbath. And then last but not least is the Amber Dolan Bath Show, which can be found on Spotify and iTunes and anywhere that there's podcasts. I don't know any besides that. Like, I know it goes to like 10. I mean, you you know this. Like, it'll go to like 10 different things. And I'm like, I only know Spotify and iTunes. I think there's also like uh, Google has one. Uh, Stitcher. I used to just listen to Stitcher. Okay. Um, then I got Spotify. So, Do you not have an iPhone? No. No, I am on the other side of the force. Well, well, my husband's on the other side of the force too, and he just, he's green on my phone, and I just want him to be blue. That's, that's, that's where my side is. Has nothing to do with you. I'm projecting my personal story of Jacob onto you. hilarious (laughs) my last major relationship i was i had an iphone and he was an evangelical uh android user and i found it very annoying (laughs) but then um, you went over to the dark side they slowed down my old iphone and i was real mad about it okay fair enough 
Also, they keep running out of storage. Like, there's, I don't know, I just found out. Other phones I liked. I love it. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me on, Slade. You are so welcome. It was a delight to have you. Thanks so much for your time and for sharing yourself with us. Of course. And I hope that your podcast is like number one on iTunes first thing. But just in case it's not, I will be like telling all of my friends and family to go find you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Before we go, I would love to ask the last question. Um, What does the art of being mean to you? So one of my favorite things ever is to be very messy. Like if things fall, it's, 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 it literally makes me laugh. Like Cheerios back in college, Cheerios falling to the floor from my roommate who's just like, it just went wrong. I like died laughing for 10 minutes. Okay. So off of this heavy topic that I've been talking about, the art of being means to me is those moments that look like shit because you have to pick it up and clean the mess are actually the funniest because it just exists. It already just exists. It just exists. Like, why are we getting pissy about it? Just exists. And it it cracks me up. So that's the art of being. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.